Sent to me, while I'm on tour trying to make them centuries And they ask who you mean, you better mention me If you don't, you know you got a problem Said you want no beef, girlfriend, don't start Holy shit Yo, 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 what's up, it's your boy Q Hey y'all, Miss Sunshine, don't get too close, you might get burned Hey, 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 it's your boy Hendrix in the cut And most swag And y'all are tuning into the Gas Talk Radio. For your sophisticated rock talk that's gonna leave you well done. Catch us every Saturday on the B side of the After Party Radio because we're bad like that. And be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, SoundCloud, and now Snapchat. And now that you have all of this sexy info, put the pedal to the metal and match the gas. See you at the party.
with me. And listen, we appreciate all and everything that you guys are doing. Welcome to the show again once on today. I got the crew with me again. And we have our, our special guest, Buster Spiller, is here with us. Miss Sunshine, say hello to the people. All right, Miss Sunshine is here in the building, and um, Hendrix, what's up, bro? Uh, I'm good. How y'all doing? I'm doing all right, doing all right. So I think she was just closing the door, Buster. I think that's what she was doing. <laughs> no. I don't know. She just going to bust in the door. Mo, yeah, Mo just bust in the door. She don't try and wiggle it, ease her way in and out. She just don't come storming through like she was 30 minutes early. Yeah. Everybody, Buster Spillers back in the building with us on this morning. Yeah, but you know the people on the radio can't hear you wave. <laughs> they can't hear me wave. What up? What up? What up? Hey, listen. Like I said, we got a great show for you on today. Listen, we uh, uh, R&B soul classics. We're gonna be playing today. What you just got through hearing is uh, "La La" means "I Love You" by the Delphonics. I ran across that last night. I was like, the Delphonics, man. I ain't played them in so long, so yeah, I wanted to go ahead and do something a little different. Check this out. Now, before we go ahead and get started, we just want to go ahead and talk a little bit about the midterm elections. Buster, I do know that um, you were a former city councilman candidate. Candidate. That's okay. Right. So, so tell us a little bit about what's going on with the midterm elections. I know that the last day for to register was was it the, it was yesterday, right? No. Or was no, it? No, it no, was, no, no, was, no, no, was no. yesterday. To register is October the sixth. October the sixth. I get my months mixed up. Well, okay. It was it was for mail in. For mail in. Mail in registration. Okay. Last week. And for actual just registration, it's October 6th. Uh -huh, to right. early vote and to vote on election day. Mm -hmm. Okay. October the 6th, guys, to early vote and to vote uh, by election day to make sure you got that registration taken care of. There's a lot of different things going on. Remember, the, the midterm elections is for the Senate and for the House. And also making sure that we'll be voting for, especially if you're in Texas, for our governor. We already told you about the wheelchair. So, you know. <laughs> You know, I'm not being funny. No, no, no offense to anybody that have any kind of disability or whatever kind of the world, because I love all of God's people. But at the same time, we want the wheelchair to roll right on out of please the pink house in you. Austin. You know, <laughs> please and thank you. So um, um, in addition to that, we've been having a crazy week here in Dallas. You know, we've been having a crazy week in yeah. Dallas. Let, let's just kind of talk about it a little bit since since Mo is not here. Now, on this on this on this week, wherever the case is, we had something happen. Uh, that is really, really crazy, or whatever the case is. I don't know if I want to label it police br brutality as of yet, because Not yet. Not because yet. because yeah. he was in, you know, it was kind of one of them situations. But what happened was, is, is Dallas police is seeking a manslaughter warrant against an officer who killed a fellow neighbor. So what happened was, long story short, to kind of cut it down a little bit. There was a Dallas police officer that actually was off duty, heading to her home. Okay, um, over on Lamar, the uh, condominium complex next to the south side on Lamar, if you are familiar with the city. And say this, allegedly. 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 <laughs> allegedly. Yeah, okay. And so what happened was is that allegedly she went to the house or whatever. She did not know that she was at her apartment. Wrong floor. Wrong floor. Allegedly. 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 Okay. <laughs> and so what happened was is she, the, the, I guess the apartment key, those over there, are, I believe, are electronic. Mm -hmm. So she used the key to get into the apartment. And when she used the key to get into the apartment, she thought that the young man that was inside of the apartment 
uh, was in her apartment and she shot and killed him. Now that's different from the story. That's that I different, heard. yeah, because what I we said. I had heard that she, the key was not working, it, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. that she kept trying and kept trying, and he opened the door. Yes. Okay. And she shot him. Because you can do the electronic. They have it. It's a two-way system, electronic or just a regular manual key. <laughs> and she attempted to get in. And then, you know, if you hear somebody at your door, mm -hmm. you know, you're going to try to see what it is. And then he opened the door. Now, the question that I have is, okay, if you know that the person at your door is not supposed to be at your door. You're not going to open the door. You might say, yeah, yeah, who are you? Yo, what's up? You know, what? what is this? But she opened, the, he opened the door. So I don't know if he opened the door because she was in uniform. Because mm -hmm. if she had just gotten off work, you're going to assume that she didn't take off her clothes between work and the apartment. So she had to have still been in uniform. Right. But there's something so completely bizarre about this entire story and then there are some that are saying that they knew each other and used to date so that could be could be an it. issue so it's mm -hmm. just bizarre so like i've been telling everybody we really have to wait until um all of the investigations are done one by the texas rangers also by the da and then also by the dallas police department um internal affairs um division Mm. Uh, so, so I got a question, though. Okay, you know, I like that, Buster, you know, the way that you put that as far as investigation and stuff like that because they definitely have to go through their proper channels. Mm -hmm. But what do y'all think was really wrong with this woman? Now, if you just getting off duty, okay, if you mm -hmm. off duty, okay, now I know that the streets of Dallas are rough. <laughs> we do know this, okay. So if you're off duty, you think she, maybe she would stop, got her something to drink, possibly, you know, because, you know, uh, like I said, uh, according to the story, the Dallas police chief, our newest police chief, Renee Hall, requested mm -hmm. a warrant to get, you know, her her drug levels tested, mm -hmm. basically. Mm -hmm. So I think that should be standard. Well, it's going to be standard anyway. But my thing is, you say it was the wrong floor that she went to? Supposedly she was on the wrong floor. Um, you got apartment numbers on the outside of your I, I, door. I, I, but here's the thing, I, though. I know, for those apartments and, down and, there. And I also think that it's important to know how long on duty was she? 12 hours. Did she, she moonlight? Oh, look, this is all in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> was she moonlight? Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. You stop I didn't say that right now. I didn't say a word. I didn't say a word. I didn't say a word. You know, how long was she on duty? Did she have any moonlighting before or after her shift? Yes. And yes. again, you know, was she? What's moonlighting? You know? Just for everybody well, else, what's moonlighting? Um, you know, sometimes, a lot of times, uh, police officers have part-time gigs, you know, doing, you know, like off-duty uh, security at, uh, you know, club establishments or even just, um, like you Just know, any people. community yeah. event. Where I mean, there's an uh, mm -hmm. officer at the, at the hospital that I had talked to uh, the second time we went to uh, the ER, and he had three part-time jobs after his job as a constable. Oh, wow. Now, so, oh, wow. I want you to know. get back to what Buster was saying about how the apartments look alike or something like that. Yeah, what it, like if you are familiar with the apartments or the condos that are down there, because actually this place was in front of the police, um, Dallas Police Department headquarters, mm. and they're really very cookie cutter, and I'm going to use South, because I know this apartment where the uh, um, incident occurred, but the one right next to it, South Side at Lamar, mm -hmm. if you walk in at any floor, when you get off the elevator, 
they turn and curve and they all look basically the same. It's like somebody took a cookie cutter and created the design for it. Mm -hmm. So it is very conceivable that I'm going to get off the elevator, wrong floor, and go, okay, my apartment, I know my apartment is in this direction and I'm going to go there and I'm going to try to get in. But still, I'm going back to if it doesn't work and I'm punching and I'm like, okay, um, did they change the code and didn't tell me right. or whatever it is? And then somebody opens the door. One, why would the person open the door if they did not recognize who you were? Now, if you're in uniform, yeah, you're probably going to open the door. But then two, what happened afterwards? Because he was shot in the doorway. Right. Mm. He was yeah. shot in the doorway, two shots. Mm -hmm. So, like I said, we have to wait for the investigations to go back. But my personal feeling is somehow... They knew each other. That's kind of how I feel about it. Mm -hmm. And you talk about being cookie cutter. Mm -hmm. You know, I have two particular incidents. Um, one being, you know, I have I have gotten in the wrong car before. Mm -hmm. But let me just tell you, as soon as I sat down, I was like, wait a minute, this, this ain't, ain't my mine. ride. This ain't mine. <laughs> Get up out. <laughs> um, another time is, you know, getting off on the wrong floor. Mm -hmm. I've stepped off an elevator and got off on the wrong floor in, in a, a similar environment, especially, mm -hmm. you know, hotels. They're, mm -hmm. they're, they're all made the same. And then gone, wait a minute, not my floor. Immediately got back on. You've gotten in the wrong car. Oh yes. I have too. You've never done you know, that. Because you know you you, you, you hit can, your button. You can you know, sue. So your 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 you can, you car can is sue. open before you get there. You get in, but evidently this person had not locked, locked their, their, door. their door. And it That's was crazy. you know it was a white Chevy Malibu. I drive a white Chevy Cruze, so it's very close. But as soon as I sat down, I was like, this ain't right. But you know what? What's what's crazy is it's like a, a lot of times that happens, especially with a lot of Chevrolets. Allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, that's our word for today. Okay. So what happens is is that I've noticed that you know this is like the second time I've heard that a friend of mine has a a Chevrolet Malibu got into an Impala on accident uh, when they made when they changed the body style to make the lower uh, roof. Or whatever, sometimes so you can kind of they almost looked alike a little bit, but he hit was hitting the key, whatever case it is, and both cars was going off. Because he just went to one that was closest because that's where he thought he parked, mm -hmm. got into the Impala, was like, This is not my car, what am I doing? and got out of the car and like ran to his car. But he called, you know, GM to let them or mm -hmm. Chevrolet to let them know that this was an issue, whatever case it is, and they replaced his key. But the problem is, is that people can sue, you know, GM and Chevrolet and whomever else, mm -hmm. because that's happened before. Remember the uh, lady back in, I think it was the 90s or something like that, when her key opened up a Dodge. It was two Dodges, it was, and they opened up a key, and the man uh, tried to kill her, you know, mm. for getting in her car, and she sued Dodge. So it was crazy, you know, whatever the case it is, you know, about that. I'll take, you, take it out. Let me see what time it is. It's 10.15. Mo, welcome to the show. Hi, it is so doing? great to see you today, Mo. Hi. Oh, my God. We have a caller. We have a caller. We got a caller? Yes. Okay, well, let's see. Okay, well, well let me see you on the phone. Okay, good morning. Welcome to the Match Gas Talk Radio Show. This is your boy Q with the MTG crew. Who's on the line today? Troy Hogan. Troy! Hey, how's it going? What's how you doing? Good. What's up? I'm doing good. How about y'all We're doing pretty good. We were looking for you. Did you make it in town okay? We we on our way out now. We stopped so I can call y'all so y'all wouldn't hear none of this noise. We're right where we located, sir. Right outside of Corsa County. Outside of Corsa County. Oh, so you're just a few minutes outside the city. Yes, correct. That's correct. But we wanted to stop to make sure we had no noise intruding your wonderful show. Thank y'all for having me. <laughs> 
<laughs> Thank you so much, Troy, man. We do appreciate you giving us a telephone call in on today. Okay, so listen, let me ask you real quickly. Uh, now, when, when, while you're on the way uh, to the show, first of all, you know, how's the weather in Houston? I heard there's supposed to be some flash flooding out there. It was cool when I left. Okay, okay. That'll work. I'm it's, glad that you guys are making it There's a lot of weather coming up and down uh, Texas at this time of year. You know, this tropical, tropical storm season. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, we, but we're good. So how's the weather there? The weather here is raining off and on. We're supposed to have some uh, potential uh, flash rain, flash flooding or something like that because we're getting some of the outer bands from that hurricane that hit in the Gulf. Okay. Yeah, okay. but it, I think it's going to be okay. So I'm glad that you gave us a call, and I'm glad that you guys are yeah. safe. That's most importantly. Appreciate it. So what are we talking about? Y'all got me here. What are we talking about? Uh, you know what? Actually, right before you called, we were about to take a break, and we were going to come back and introduce you to the show. Well, do us a favor. Okay. Since we got you on the phone, tell us a little bit about you, uh, 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 your family dynamics, uh, things of that nature, because I do know that you have a beautiful wife and a um, handsome son. So just give us a little bit about yourself and your family dynamic. Okay, cool. Uh, right now, uh, after your break, now, now, yeah, we go just, ahead. Oh, no, you go ahead. Oh, okay, y'all, y'all, good. Oh, yeah. I'm from Houston. Uh, South Park, that is the southeast portion of Houston. I went to public school at HSD. I uh, was raised by a wonderful mother. My family dynamic is my father passed when I was younger. Okay. But uh, I have an amazing mother. And, of course, y'all, I got married. And I married a great woman had a good child. So I've been pretty fortunate, but the most important thing, I'm a graduate of Prairie View A&M University. Oh, PV. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Mm. Yeah. 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 Y'all heard that HBCU? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That'll work, man. Okay. So, so you know, you you, you have a wonderful family. Tell us, you know, mm -hmm. um, how did you get into acting? You know, how how did you get into um um, your, uh, I guess, what, what, what is it called? The, it's not, it's thespian, but I don't know the correct term for it. Yeah. Well, how did you uh, get into acting? How did, how did you start off? Into you know? the biz, into, into the, the entertainment business. business. Yeah. Big Mama. Big Mama. Big Mama. Yeah, Easter plays, boy, I had to get a suit. So Big Mama said, you do the Easter play, and that's how I started. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, y'all know y'all did the same thing. Yeah, y'all got all quiet. I'm like, they ain't Negro? <laughs> In the 70s or four times? No, 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 no there's nothing no. like that, man. Okay, white I guess I'm the only one asking questions. I got questions in front of me. My we got crew is one quiet. Well, no, I, we have questions, but that's when he gets here. Yeah, yeah we, we got plenty of questions. for you to get here a little bit. Okay, well, we got to go on the road. Hey, hey, this is my manager. Talk, DB, can you help me out real quick? That's John Butler, y'all. So, so will y'all be there before? I mean, when are y'all leaving? We leave here at noon. Oh, my goodness. Well, we don't know why. You want to talk to me while I drive and see how the reception is? Yeah, sure, that's fine, yeah. Go ahead. And, and what happens is, I'll tell you what, Troy, if you don't mind, while you guys are getting on the road, let us take this quick break so we can regroup. It's only five minutes, and uh, I'm going to come right back to the line, and I'm going to grab you. Is that okay? I appreciate it. Thank okay, you. man, thank you. I appreciate it. We're going to go ahead and go to break real quick, and uh, what's going to be on the song that we're going to be playing today is Neither One of Us by Gladys Knight and the Pips. We Again, we're doing oh, R.B. Oh, Soul Classics. We'll be right back with oh, you. Man. 
Gotten to the point where 
Welcome back to the show, everybody. Again, this is your boy Q with the MTG crew. And Mo is sinking. It's come, go on, sing, Mo. Go on, sing. She's been sick for three days, so yeah, you know, she's doing her thing. Because I haven't been able to talk. So her voice so isn't at optimum. Um, so you want to keep level. singing? You got about 20 seconds. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, you got 20 seconds. Now don't I ever say. Sing no more. I'm just saying. Now don't ever say I didn't do nothing for you. Okay? <laughs> keep on Usually the answer is no. You know, use the this answer is, is an no. instrument. It's an instrument. It, no, it's it's an instrainment. All right, okay. So everybody, again, we appreciate you. Hey, like YouTube Live, Facebook Live, uh, on the After Party Radio Live. Hey, listen, we all are so grateful. Again, thank you so much for watching and following us. Again, we're gonna get back into the show. Listen, Troy, you still on the line with us? Y'all can hear me? Uh, yeah, yes. we can hear you loud and clear. Dude, now, dude, so we got yeah, I'm with y'all. Y'all funny. <laughs> we can't wait to it's see you. Now, listen, we have, um, we, have we have your your interview questions and stuff like that saved kind of like toward the end of the show. So I know that you're gonna definitely right. get here. But if you want to hang out on the line with us, I want to get your opinion about a couple of things real quick. I want to talk about Colin Kaepernick and the Nike ad real quick. Um, uh, okay. That you have you been seeing what's going on uh, with Colin Kaepernick? Yeah, I'm aware. So tell me, give me your, your thoughts on uh, the Nike ad and the way that a lot of people are reacting about burning their shoes. A lot more people are buying Nike now. Uh, how do you kind of feel about about that? Now that one was unique for me because, to be frank, I don't have any emotional attachment to it. But from a, a larger perspective, I heard something on uh, sports radio. As I really look at it, Brave and Nike as a corporation, because that's, that's how it always been. They made a black man cover for them with Michael Jordan. They bought golf with Tiger Woods, so they've always been ahead of the curve. In 30 years, mm -hmm. we look back at this and say, man, that was a monumental moment. So how I feel about it, I, I have to watch the follow through from it. I can't have an opinion right now. I'm just watching the people. Right. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. Right. Fair enough. Right. Now, I'm going to tell you like yeah. this. I'm going to tell you like this. Me, personally, Go I got Nike stock. When the price dropped $3, everybody was all mm -hmm. up in the frenzy. Me, myself, mm -hmm. I went out and bought a couple of extra shares. Opportunity. Right. Then the right. next day, right. it shot back up. Right. The, the stock shot right back up. Because here's the thing. What you Again, like Troy, like you said, if you look at the history of Nike and what they've done in the past, they've always been on the edge of getting athletes that they didn't want the top athlete. They never did. They wanted the one that was just on the cusp about to break, which is why they got Michael Jordan. You mm -hmm. see what happened with that. LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, same thing. Every time they've done this, they, they've been, and it was like, oh, everybody looks, oh, I wish I had him. Oh, I wish I had him. Here's the other thing people mm -hmm. do not realize. Guess when Colin Kaepernick signed with Nike? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. Tell him. Right. Colin Kaepernick signed with Nike when he was a rookie. 2011. Right. When he was a rookie. They've right. had this in their back pocket for a minute. A hot minute. A hot minute. And now it's like, bam, do your thing. So when I look at it, and I look at the history of this company, mm -hmm. it's not surprising at all. And for those burning your Nikes, appreciate you. I already got my money from you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. 
And the thing is, he had been on your, payroll take with Take your feet them. out of it before you burn it, though, please. Yeah, right. right. And here's the thing. Um, he had been on payroll with them as an endorsee since 2011. Mm -hmm. So he was getting a check. Yep. And had mm -hmm. not produced any or had been had not been a part of any marketing campaigns. So they just, you know, and it's, again, I think it's brilliant. They waited until the winds of opportunity blew in, and then they jumped on top of that bad boy, and they are riding it. And one thing that people realize in the media, and I'm a student, you know, that was my college training, journalism. You know, the media inflamed it, of course, because they're trying to, you know, get that story out, win that Peabody, you know, be the right. first one to um, do that. Right, but what they don't right. realize that the people that are burning their Nike gear, their tennis shoes, their um, apparel, that represents, and they're Trump supporters, that's a very small cross-section of the United States. Mm -hmm. right. For every person that's burning them, they're going to have people like me that are going to go shoot them. As soon as I start getting a regular check, I'm going to go me? out and buy some Nike stuff. Right, I have right. never, you know, me, I'm a pay less baby. I don't like spending money on stuff that... <laughs> You know, don't matter. But you know when what? I That's saw them, up. when I saw them do that, because I didn't care about the shoes. But only recently, when I started doing, I'm training for a half marathon. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I can't. Yeah, I can't shoes, do no bayless no more. Right. Cause I'm gonna be a pay. I'm gonna be footless. You know, <laughs> if I keep will. doing that, so I had to invest in a $150 shoe. But it wasn't Nike. I can bet you the next time it definitely will be. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to be a new consumer because of Nike's courage. And that means a lot. We can almost say this real quick. Shout out to Serena Williams that will be playing in the U.S. Open yes. Finals on today. Yes. Go, Serena. That's yes. my girl. 36 That's years old. That's the woman. I, I've always loved Nike because of their, you know, just do it for real, actually mm -hmm. helped me in my life. You know, um, um, not only with Serena and, and Jordan and all this kind of stuff, but what happened was is that one, one of my first pairs of shoes that I got my on my own, Mm -hmm, on my own dime mm -hmm. was a pair of Nikes. Mm. And see, the thing was is that, you know, when, I know this is crazy, but, you know, the lady at Redbird Mall at Foot Locker mm -hmm. on the right-hand side, <laughs> yeah, I know. She, she sold me those shoes, and she was like, you know what, my son likes those shoes. What do y'all call it? I said, it's called a swoosh or a check sign. Yeah. I said, and she said, well, what does it mean? I said, it means just do it. Whatever you, whatever it is, whatever you feel that you want to do, I'm going to put these shoes on, and I'm just going to do it. You know, because mm -hmm. I went to work, I made my money, I bought mm -hmm. my shoes, and I just did mm -hmm. it. Yeah. I said, so, you know, everybody has their own particular attachments, you know, to certain mm -hmm. things in life, you mm -hmm. know. And so I'm loving the fact that, that Colin and Nike is really setting a tra is transcending a whole lot of different things and putting a whole lot of craziness to bed, you know, right. with people and allowing people to, to really show their true colors. Right. right. And here's the thing. Colin is just one of five voices for this campaign. Right. Right. Serena. 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 Yeah. She's one voice. Um, um, Odell Beckham Jr. Mm -hmm. is yeah. another. Mm -hmm. Then they have the brother, I can't think, and I just did a Facebook post on all five of them sure that did. has one, um, he has the he, one arm. The one arm right. yeah. that is in the NFL defying odds. You're not supposed right. to have one arm and be able to do that. And then right. there's a white female who is um, a member of the LGBTQ community that is a skateboarder and right. a professional skateboarder, and that's typically a male-dominated industry. Right. When you're on Saturday and you're looking at skateboard competitions, they're 
almost exclusively showed the males in competition, but never the females. But right. she has a, 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 a style where she does her legs kind of crazy, and it's just it defies gravity. That's mm. made her a standout. Right. Oh wow. So they're using these vignettes of different um, um, athletes right. to, um, you know. Do this, just do it mantra. Mm -hmm. right. and I think that it's absolutely brilliant. But I they led off with um, instead of Serena, they led off with Colin mm -hmm. because he is the biggest, you know, outside of Serena because right. she's the queen. Right. But he's the one that was going to generate the most attention for their marketing campaign. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Well, absolutely. Let's talk about why Nike is so pro athlete, is so pro on the cuffs. Now I'm an old. <laughs> and I remember when Nike, when, when Jesse Jackson, yes, he's had his problems. He said, we got to boycott Nike. Mm -hmm. And we have to boycott Nike because Nike had the unmitigated gall to say that they couldn't find enough qualified black people mm -hmm. to be in their C-suite. Mm -hmm. So that's why, just like Bank of America's reached out to black people. Reached. Reached after $2.3 trillion. That's, that's not always true, Mo. What? That's not always true. Because I'm going to tell you right now, Q, who was our sponsor in high school? Nike. Yeah, but baby, they had to be. You know why? Because in 1984, okay. they said they mm. couldn't find enough qualified black but, people, not, in the, not only in the C-suite, for managers. Mm -hmm. They said they couldn't find them. And we said, y'all can't find them? It's, or or we do, not, uh, do we not apply? Just like Google had to have that little re that problem. And they guess like, when they signed nothing. Jordan? Exactly. Exactly. Because me and Jordan, unfortunately, are the same age. <laughs> but see, here's the thing, though. They didn't understand, and this is just like Nike and every other corporation out there, the huge draw that black talent regardless of industry, has on marketing. They, have they, right. had, they exactly. didn't have a clue. Now but they know. now it's hip As to bands. be black. As if bands. they see oh, you, yes. you can be a rapper that split every verb on earth verb. as long as you are popular and That's you are true. turning over dollars, they're going to sit up the there and go, here, sign this, because they want a piece of that action. Yeah. So Nike got smart and yeah. other corporations, they they're looking at, you know, that as a model for themselves. And, and it's like, right. where can we get some black people? They're right. not looking at Latinos yet, even though Latinos are, you know, oh. rising. But it's like, if I want my sure shot to increase my um, quarterly statements, Thank you. we need a black person up all up in through this. And oh, yeah. Now, yeah. I got to admit, now Nike, has, now. now, Nike has, they learned from that mistake. Why other companies didn't learn from their mm -hmm. mistake, Absolutely. God only knows. But they learned from that mistake. But moreover, they got a strong foundation. So if you ever need any foundation money and you happen to be black you go straight to, to nike. nike i want you to go coca-cola nike and google in that order and you your whole non-profit is funded for at least five years see now mo just gave y'all some pretty information if you have a right. non-profit organization mo just gave you some info. Huh, baby? So you you i need y'all to realize one primary thing what bowls no Troy, a lot of folks, and not not the panel necessarily, but a lot of people in the um, listening audience, they don't understand the history behind all of this. I came of age, college, actually before you, in the um, early 80s. Mm -hmm. 
So I was able to watch all of this stuff unfold. I have perspective, historical perspective that a lot of people don't have. They just think, okay, we want it. How come? Why come? And then, you know, they expect it. But there has been foundation laid that goes back into the 80s and arguably the 70s with the Kareem's and, you know, some of the, and OJ, you know, some of the other um, folks that basically were Before he killed that woman? Before he killed, he didn't kill that woman. Oh, yeah. Allegedly. Allegedly. He, oh, that's right. Well, he, no. he didn't go to jail for killing her. He, he didn't got go to jail. Yeah, he, 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 didn't, he was he, not convicted he of killing her. He it's was rare. convicted of the theft in Vegas. Yeah, but the yeah. thing is, he laid the foundation for that. Because when you look at the products that OJ endorsed, he was like the precursor to all of the LeBrons. And the Michaels, right? And the Michaels and the Tiger with his Cablasian behind and, you know, all of these folks. He was the precursor to every last one. He says he's Cablasian, whatever the hell that means. Well, we didn't know what that meant. That's why we we didn't want to the Popo Tiger no but when the popo stopped, and when black. they look at the kink of that nap in the back, he they check black. the box black. Yeah. yeah. Okay. He said he, was, see, he said he was he was a little bit of everything. That's what uh, he just said. Just like that Janelle Monet girl that say she what, she what kind of sexual is she? She's pansexual. She's pansexual. Which mean, which translates to her. She fine. Y'all leave Janelle alone. She, she fine. She a trisexual. No. She'll try screwing anybody. That's what she's called. She fine. Janelle oh, she, fine. Oh, she a pansexual. Hey now. Hey now. Hey now. Hey now. Hey Janelle Monet, hey, you need... Holla at you, boy. I got you. Thank it's, you. It's, it's a part of it. It's a part of it. You know. She would probably want me. I don't want that. But, but listen, you check don't this want out. Her? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's break time again almost. We've got about three minutes to our break time. Let's let's open the door to some mess we're cooking. We'll lead over into the next segment. Yes, let's sir. talk about this Michael Fry boy that ran into the Fox 4 building downtown real quick. Oh, oh I feel bad all for we got to I don't feel bad. But don't make me cuss with Troy on the phone. No, I Back for him. Did y'all see the interview on both Channel 8 and on Fox 4? You could tell that boy was thrown in the head. Buster, I could give less than a damn because that Me white too. boy, Thank that you. white boy had 27 cases. How many more? 27, 27 cases. cases. 20 cases still open. Mother... Ooh. Ooh. I'm not, I'm not going to cuss because I got I'm Troy on the phone. That, I'm with you and, on that, Mo. I'm with you on that. And, 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 and Troy does you. a wonderful daily devotional. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's like, man, daily devotional, Troy. It's been since 4 o'clock this morning. So all I'm going to say is 27 cases, 20 of them open, did not go to court seven times. Seven times. Seven times. Warrants was able to rent a truck, ram the truck. Now, Come, but that's the on. fault of the criminal justice system. Not no, him. that's not the boy is thrown in the head. It matters not. Somebody but he that, is still white, and the black boy true, who was but naked got in killed. And Houston, Houston got so killed. So right. if yeah. I'm white, I can yeah. take a truck, ram it in a white business, and nothing happens. But he if, was still thrown in the if, head, though. If, Baby if, wasn't all the way there. If, but you know what? I don't care. But if I'm busted. selling loose cigarettes and, 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 on the street, I can't choke in New York. And then not only that, too. You remember on the damn camera when, when the police told him to get down, yeah. he, he reached in his pocket right. and pulled out an object. He would have been shot on the floor. He would have been shot on the floor. He would not have been shot. No. Had it been my yeah. brother who just put his hands up, he would have been shot. And, right. then, right. and then instead of my 
name being Mo Swag, it'll be Mo Dallas DFW Channel Fuck Swag. Okay, but okay, but Mo, but Mo, but we can't. We cannot laundry list all this stuff. Just take this one situation. And when I saw him, the first thing, because normally, you know, I'm not too kind on our melanin less people. But challenge. I just or challenge. <laughs> yeah. But I just looked at him and I said, "Baby, throw it in the head." God bless his heart. He's lucky that they didn't kill him because had it been Pookie, they would have. He, he wouldn't have. He would that, be dead. He would be dead. But he would be dead. So for the mentally challenged people, I don't care what hue you are. I just I I I, I have empathy. You but know, you know I what, Buster? I'm sorry. Buster, you know what? Before we go to I'm break, I, I'm Let's glad go that you have break, empathy. Y'all. But why I is do. it? But why is it always when it's this side of the rainbow is is mental illness but that's, but when that's it's an on issue side, of the criminal justice system not the individual person right, that is the perpetrator right. well, you know of what the if crime. it was my so business, we have to fix the if it criminal was my business i would have shot his ass well, if it was my business okay we got to go to the break we got to go to break the only way to fix this is through voting and this is why it's important to register to vote you got till october 6th okay deacon spiller is going to hand the floor over to um deacon on sunshine and <laughs> ourselves accordingly. <laughs> All right, y'all. We're going to listen to Bobby Womack if you think you're lonely now Ooh, and the Bobby. five stair steps. Oh, oh, child. Oh, oh, child. Oh, oh, child. No, you don't even, you don't even know the song. It's Deacon, oh, man, give it back. Oh, man, give it back. Oh, oh, oh child. Sorry, y'all. Y'all need to get easier. I want to dedicate this song to all the lovers tonight. And I expect that might be the whole world because everybody needs something someone to love. When it's cold outside, who are you holding?
get easier. Ooh, child, things will get brighter. Ooh, child, things are gonna get easier. Ooh, child, things will get brighter. Someday, yeah, put it together and we'll get it undone. Troy is still on the line with us. Troy, you still on the line really? with us? Oh, yeah, he's still on the line. Thanks for hanging in there with us, Troy. Hey, what were your whereabouts? Where are you guys? Where are you guys? Okay, that'll work. Hey, listen, sorry about us cussing. We got a little bit of uh, carried away, and we usually get carried away. Very passionate. Y'all are kind of funny because it's like playing double dutch. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, Troy, oh, real I quick. Uh, man, I'm going to fly on the wall. That's the way they had me from because I can't get a word in anybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got to definitely get you back, oh, get you on in here. Listen, real quick, Troy, before we go ahead and continue talking about that white man that ran into that Fox building downtown. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I want to I ask you. A couple of questions real quick. We got a couple of questions for you uh, uh, to include you in our conversation on the day. Miss Sunshine, what do, what do you have to ask uh, Troy on today? Uh, 
Okay. So, oh. do you have a celebrity crush? And if so, who is it? Oh, nobody. I'm married. Ah! <laughs> Thank you. Beautiful answer. Good answer. <laughs> Troy, you are a very smart man. I, I like you already. And that's why it's definitely blessed marriage. Okay. Yeah, we just... Oh, she was saying that's why I your marriage is a happy and blessed marriage because you answered that question oh, properly. Oh, man. Well, y'all kill me, I'm kick the cuss on the door. Right. Oh, y'all kick me. I, I speak French. Y'all all right with me. No, no. No, no. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know nothing. You know, my wife is listening. Hold on. Let me turn to AC Lord. I'm on my way. I'm almost there. Tell Bella I said hello. Now I can proceed. I said hello to my wife. I appreciate that. Yes, I've seen his wife. He's so, a beautiful wife. Yes. So, Troy, I have a question uh, for you. So, what, what's uh, your dream role? What's your dream role? Oh, uh, I don't know. what. The, okay, if I was going to really get into what my struggles are, because I really don't walk by my will. I used to try to will myself roles. If I had it my way, I'll be giving it away because being a man going to make this thing happen. But there was a great artist in the 1970s. I, you know, for that time, they did variety shows. Like uh, Carol Burnett, this, this dude named Flip, and he was cold. Mm. Man. Mm -hmm. Okay. Man. Awesome. That, that, to play Flip Wilson would be a pleasure. Oh, man. That's oh, kind wow. of deep. I like that. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah, expect so that. If I have a dream role, that would be in myself. I don't know. I, I, I fascinate myself sometimes because I don't know what's coming. But when they get here, I just know the Lord gave it to me. So, yeah. Uh, right. That's a good question. Okay. That'll work. You, That'll work, Troy. Now let's talk about uh, a little bit about Queen Sugar a little bit. I, I have to say yeah. that I am I am a, a fan of the show. I I, I like the show. You sugar baby? Huh? You a sugar baby? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm a sweetie. I'm a sweetie. And I'm a, and let me tell yeah. you, actually, I got Sugar Mama playing at the end of the uh, at the end of the show uh, by John Lee Hooker. So he we we're gonna be playing yeah. that a little bit in a little while. But real quick, can oh, you tell man. us, uh, first of all, how did you land that role? Oh, man. Uh, I don't want to be corny. I, I got the audition through my representation. Uh, Dawn Butler works with my, my agent, Boutique Talent. And first year, I was aware of the piece itself because it's a great book. And turn it into a television series was interesting because it has beginning, middle, and end in the book. This story now is carrying on. First season I auditioned and my rep said, don't toy, don't worry about this season. Try to get on next season because those characters in first season writing are disposable because we're trying to get up to invest in those characters that we love. Y'all love by now. Hollywood. Miss Charlie. So the audition came up and I had a one line. And from now they built the character called Cardinal Stewart. Wow. Okay. Wow, man. So, okay, so, 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 what, what is it like working with with Ava Duvernay? Well, I tell you what, I have an Ava spirit. I've never met Ava personally. That's the unique thing about it. Uh, I, because we have great producers and directors of the show. Ava can go be after she's won the show the first season. Created uh, called created a format and growth where artists are having a chance to come in and take executive jobs and it's called you know and she's 
call they there in spirit. But most, and that's a great thing because most of the people that work in have an able story. Right, right, okay. right, but right. For me, myself, I, I see a, I, I see able from a, from a perspective of I'm in a machine and outside the machine at the same time. You know what? I love her. I mean, I, I mean, I, I mean, she's just the bomb to me. All y'all are the bomb. You know, I just, I, I love her, and I, I appreciate, appreciate you answering a couple of questions. You guys got any more questions? Yeah, I have one. Here? Yeah, I have ahead, one Buster. for Troy, and I'm gonna piggyback yours. Um, um, with Queen Sugar, um, Troy, I'm your um, fellow thespian acting brother. Yeah, I've been in the industry for a while, also. Um, but I need to break out like you've broken out with some of yours. But your select television and film credits include, of course, Queen Sugar, which we all love, Free State of Jones, Friday Night um, Friday Night Lights, and In the Heat of Night. Now, currently, and you're aware of this, reality TV shows, especially the franchise types like Real Housewives of whatever city it is, are really popular with huge ratings and a lot of advertising revenue. Now, you, just personally... You know, and not the politically correct answer. What do you think that says about the state of programming options available to consumers? Uh, well, you got to remember, it started with the real world. Mm -hmm. And they created a genre that was economically smart for those, um, those I guess, television stations or, or creators to provide out there. It happened mainly during the, the writer's strike in 2008. And so the, the producers found a way to create this type of genre or reality show, and the consumer bought into it because it had to be in the chain. And so now it's a profitable, profitable entity. Hey, um, I'm not going to say I wouldn't do it, a uh, reality show, but I would only do it from my perspective. Okay. As a docuseries, because it can also be an effective um, tool, and it also can be done well. That's looked at um, in different perspectives. So there's challenges, there's um, competition. What is your perspective in that genre? It, it's still viable. Okay. Okay. Wow. Man, that's that's that is that's awesome. And I, I got another question. This is Q again. I got another question for you, Troy. Uh, tell me, can you uh, explain to us and our audience as best you can what's your process for learning your lines in your roles? First, to listen to who's talking to. As an actor, it's not about me running my mouth, but I have to say, what is that other person that's talking to me? What are they doing? I think we may have lost him. And it's word perfect. And then from there, building a relationship of one talking to so that most of the conversation comes from more matter of fact and it's not this uh, well, it's actually it's organic. Don't use that word. For me it's organic. I don't talk from perspective outside and I just go inside out. So when it comes to the scenes it's just what I work with say in the moment of this is just my my craft. So remember oh, gotcha. the line comes I'm so I'm free from what is what's my day's work. Yeah, and I mean and that's interesting. Yeah, um, and I like that inside out. Like for me, I'm very fluid. It really depends on the role. And like one example that I'm going to give you is um, 
I did a project with Soul Rep Theater Company here called The Trees Don't Bleed in Tuskegee. And okay. the character was paint, um, Plano Paint Johnson, and he was one of the um, experimentees that didn't receive the, um, the drug that would cure the syphilis that he had. So he was basically going crazy, blind, and everything else. You know, I've never had so much as an STD. So I didn't really know how to approach this character, and I did something that normally you wouldn't do, and I was like really knee-deep in the ministry, but I channeled the spirit of whatever character, I mean, whatever person that was no longer with us that was out there to just kind of help me know who this person was. And the reviews I got were out of were out of this world, but it was such a scary situation because it was different from the way that I typically learn lines, which is just very repetitive. You know, one look at the analyze the character, then learn the lines very repetitively, and then go back analyze. So for me, it's a very intricate thing. But when you said inside out, I, that kind of brought that role to mind where I just kind of stepped out of what I normally do to figure out who a character is. Right. Right, exactly. Because each character is very different. Right. You know, one of my best friends, he is a uh, uh, theater theater uh, arts major from Prairie View A&M. He went through Mr. Turner, uh, Professor Turner, and then um, uh, he went on to create his own production company. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, before before he uh, created his own production company, he uh, taught high school. Mm -hmm. He taught Willow Ridge High School, Troy, uh, out there in Houston. And he, uh, but before he went to Willow Ridge, he was at Lamarck High School, you know, way out there by Galveston. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so what happens is, is that he did before he hits home. I did that also. And with his high school kids, and it was phenomenal. I mean, it wasn't a dry tear in the audience, and what it was, it was about, if I can remember right, you'll correct me if I'm wrong, okay. but there, uh, but it was this young man who was diagnosed with, was, was it HIV or was it AIDS? HIV. It was HIV. Well, he had AIDS. He had, had full-blown AIDS, but his mother rejected him, but his father was did still uh, there for him. And so it was a it was a, a play full of emotions. Uh, she wanted him, his, uh, his uh, mom wanted him more so, because they had a real close relationship at first up until she found out what happened to him and what was going on and it was like a huge emotional play i mean i was i had tears in my eyes and i don't cry at plays or movies it was you know, a very was, difficult very piece to powerful. do now troy i have a question because i saw in your list of credits that you did before it hits home also which character did you yeah. play i played douglas you played no, that the level, that the level, I mean, I played the young man. I, I had to go home. You played who? I'm sorry. I, 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 it's been so long since I read the play. I can't remember his name. I, I had to go home. My mother loved home. me, and my father did, but I had to go home. I was one with HIV. Oh, he's the one that had. I, have, I, I, have, I have a saxophone player. I'm the artist. He was a saxophone player. Oh, okay, so he was Wendell. You were Wendell. Yeah, the, you were I Wendell, because I, I, I played Wendell. I played the lead. That's so arrogant. I played the lead. Okay. Uh, I had to go home. Yeah, because I played, yeah, I played, uh, I played yeah, because I, yeah, I played Wendell's love interest, and what, you know, you gave a bit of it. There was a love triangle, an unknown love triangle, right. because you had Wendell, Douglas, who was a married man, it who I portrayed, no. and then it Simone, no. who was the, he was it engaged. It wasn't no, no. Right. It wasn't no, no. Everybody knew. 
Oh he yeah. Was in yeah. Denial. Now, yeah. <laughs> I went. I'm gonna go. That was the instant play for me because you were talking about who's gonna jump in here. Uh, the process. Mm-hmm. When I did that play, I was 20. Uh, I'm 27. I decided to be at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shang Gay directed it at the ensemble field. So right, within that right. time period, I, I had a choice. I had a choice to say no to the role too. But uh, at 27 years old, I said I got to do it once if I don't ever do it ever again. But it's not, it's, am I sympathetic or empathetic as a heterosexual man? I enjoyed the piece because it, it it made me look at more than just the dynamic of what's happening to him because he's looked at because he like he has a play. He's not sure of anything he's doing. He's in denial throughout the entire process because when he goes back home, he wasn't expecting his daddy to be the one that loved him and his mama turns his back on him. Yes. So mm-hmm. when I watched it, when I did the piece, it was really, whoa, this was, was heavy for a 27-year-old dude. Yeah, you know, and it was real, you know, that one, because I actually produced that here at the Black Academy of Arts and Letters um, through my company, Griot Productions, and I was able to cast all of the roles, and originally I was Wendell, the saxophone player, but could not get a Douglas because the kiss in that play, that was an issue with casting a black male to do that because oh, no most doubt. black actors are not going to do that. I ended up finding a guy who was new to the game and he was an ex-Marine of all things. <laughs> oh, and wow. he wanted something Boom. heavy and we when we when we rehearsed this every night when we got to that scene where the two men embrace and they kiss, we purposely and me as the director, I was one of three we we had it was three of us directing. I was like, let's not do that. We're going to wait until tech week because I didn't want because he was Marine, I did not want to put all of that on him. And then because I was in a relationship, and I have—I don't care what sex you are—I have an issue with being intimate or expressing intimacy with somebody who is not my spouse. Right. You know, it was hard for both of us, but from two different angles. But when we finished it, the finished product, and that was another one, we got reviews out the behind, and were the first color review in the. When I say color, like in print reviewing the Dallas Morning News for that play. Um, mm-hmm. It was so convincing, Troy, that you had people asking Anthony, his name is Anthony, if he was actually gay, and it threw him off so bad. I swear to God, man, he had a different chick up there to watch each of the shows. We <laughs> ran for three weeks so that everybody knew he was a straight male because he played that role so convincingly. See, I think that's awesome because, especially as as black men, I think one of the hardest roles for a straight black man Mm -hmm. is to play a gay one. It's to play a gay one, absolutely. (laughs) I mean, it's emotionally challenging in itself, but then, I mean, you're having to go from a a perspective completely outside outside the box. Mm -hmm. I think that's awesome. And you don't know how to play, you don't know how to do that, so for me, it would... That the sexuality, of course, wasn't an issue. It was the mechanics of intimacy, and then like this, the character I played was a married man, you know, to a woman, 
and I have an issue because of the Catholic upbringing that you don't step outside of your marriage. You know, that's so for me, I didn't like my character during the rehearsal process. I had to <laughs> learn to like him and then realize, Spiller, you're just playing the character. This is not you. So you've got to find the humanity and the commonality in him so that you can play that character the correct way in the scene with the Wendell character. Yeah. So it was so, a process for me too. Let me ask you this. Oh, I'm sorry. <clears throat> Troy, real quick. Okay, as mm -hmm. an actor, and you do different parts, mm -hmm. right? Is it safe to say that y'all are just ate batshit crazy because y'all like to do different things? <laughs> <laughs> pretend to be different people? Right, so no. you... Yes. Yeah. Are you pretending... Because you pretend to... Because you, you play pretend your whole life as actors. So is that what y'all No, do? it's not pretend. Wait, before Troy, before you go, when I saw my first Wait, play, and Troy, did you go to school with the Amy Henderson at Prairie View? She was in my cycle. Uh, yeah, Amy is my prayer yeah, partner know, and my really too. good yeah, friend. Yeah, so I saw, I saw okay. Amy in a play with Tyrese Allen here in Dallas um, at the um, Pocket Sandwich Theater. And when I saw her, I said, man, I want to do that. And I told her that after the show. And she said, why do you want to do it? I said, because if I can play all of these different characters, I can avoid a whole lot of money in therapy fees, you know, <laughs> to deal with kind of all the stuff that I was dealing with. So for me, I just saw the ability to. So we're not batshit crazy. We just, it's a chance to kind of look at life through other people's perspectives. Through other perspectives. So I don't okay. think that we're like playing characters. I just think that we're exploring other perspectives. Okay, so that sounds really good, Buster. So, Troy, Troy let me get back with you. <laughs> you playing all them different characters, don't that make you crazy or something? <laughs> Right, I mean, I know it makes you. Know, I, know. I know it makes you rich. No, I don't know. You got to make it say something. I, I, <laughs> I mean, you know. Uh, but I got to tell you something. Mo, Mo know me. Now I'm gonna let you know about acting. If I tell you this, it's really gonna trip you out. Um, I'm hardy. That's the that's the hustle. The discipline I'm using now is acting. I study. But I'm just a dude. Hell, tell you, I don't hang out with actors. Testament to his acting that you can't separate it. Mm. Oh yeah, wow! I don't want y'all to see me because because 
do you know how much Cardell Stewart loves Charlie Baudelaire because he knows the story? He told it early, he said, he's just like your dad. So they have a history because he knows the life. He loves the man. He got down, he stands up for him. But he's not going to take me to the hard-known group. Wow. Real quick, Troy, before we continue, I just want to say California, thank you so much for listening in. Uh, Florida, thank you so much for listening in. Texas, we already know you're going to be listening in. We appreciate it. Uh, let's see, Tennessee, thank you so much for listening in. I'm looking at the stats online. We appreciate you guys. And, again, let me see if we got any countries listening to us right now. I see Jamaica's online with us. What's up, Jamaica? What's going on? Thank you so much for looking into us real quick. We appreciate you guys. Listen, if you do have any other comments, Comments, please comment down in our Facebook uh, on the After Party Radio as well. And also, if you want to speak with Troy, 214-717-4827. Again, this is your boy Q with the Mash Gas Talk Radio Show. Listen, before we go to break, Troy, do me a favor. Tell us a little bit about Cordell Stewart on Queen Sugar. Tell, is, it, I, I'm assuming that his role is going to evolve uh, since he can't do business anymore with the Sugar people. So <laughs> tell us a little bit about Cordell, and uh, while you're talking real quick, I, I, I'll be uh, listening and see what you got to say, maybe hopefully about his future role for next season. Okay, cool. Uh, man, things started off with the writing situation where Cordell was non-script. He was form of one or two, and I had one, one line of It's just the writer. The writers were cut of the situation. Cordell's not going anywhere. He just walks out the door, been shot or hug him or anything. So Cordell becomes a useful instrument to the writers as now he doesn't find himself in this world. As I, as I look at it, I try, as the acting perspective, is I just is listening to what they're saying around him. Does anybody even say his name? That's the intimacy. So as an actor, I just try to find it, my my place in the story for how Cordell lives. I don't know where they're gonna go, but mm-hmm. yeah. I tell you what, it's great to hear. And he's got season four, so it's a good thing. Now, veering slightly off court, veering slightly um, off topic, because this name, because um, when you no. proudly stated Prairie View A and M is your alma mater, it made me remember the um, late Ted Shine. Um, who I had the privilege of um, appearing in one of his um, plays. It was a series of shorts, um, again, done by Soul Rep Theater Company here, the woman who was tampered with in her youth. Um, What was your experience with um, Dr. Shine, and how did he impact you as a um, stage actor, film actor, um, as a person or young man in general? What impact did he have on you? Dr. Shine's icon. Yeah. It's still there. Right. Dr. Shine's revolutionary. Mm-hmm. He, he, he wrote the revolutionary guy, the like Ed Bucket, Charles Gardone. He wrote for Broadway. He went to Charlie Howard. He's a cute. First old, the first kid I saw about both sides of the driver, Miles Miyata, red. Slam down president of the theater department at Prairie View and University. I said, he told. So I admire him as a black man. Mm-hmm. Right. But yeah. I'm mean, But let me give you a story about Dr. Shine. This All is right. why I call him Pop. He said, Troy, 
was about 18 years old. I'm in the theater department with my legs up, relaxing, learning, intro to theater. And she goes, oh, I'm glad you're here. You're on time. Uh, education is not that cavalier. So, young man, sit up. <laughs> <laughs> and, but I never learned, and I had to go, like, what's that cavalier? I'm but laid back, so reserved, and said, but education is urgent. So and I remembered you, that. Did you education get into, is urgent. Mm-hmm. Did you get into a lot of trouble at Prairie View, like me? I got into a little bit of trouble. No, I'm a, y'all know I'm good. <laughs> Man, sure. Because, you know, I, I deny it. <laughs> <laughs> I deny it. You know, Don't worry, it's fine. But, yeah, I enjoyed Prairie View thoroughly. Thoroughly. Yeah. Mo! Who you rooting for? She stepped out yeah, for she, Yeah, she, she stepped, just stepped out. out for a moment. Oh, now. Yeah. I ain't gonna pick up and, Nobody prefer you in there, y'all. I gotta put a face. I need to go back up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, I love Kirby. I, I kiss the ground when I go there. Now, I, I remember know, when right. I first went, I met him when we were doing the rehearsals, and then we were told that he was going to attend. Now, I had never met him. I knew who he was, I knew of the work and, you know, everything he d- had done. And that was probably, normally I go into rehearsals, you know, I'm just chill, man. You know, it's like, here, let me get in here, interact with my fellow actors, you know, let's do this. But when I found out that he was going to show up just to observe, you know, quotation fingers, observe our process, man, I have never been so nervous in all my life because I wanted to make sure that he was pleased with my representation of the character that I was playing. I was going to be playing a 71-year-old man um, who more or less, I don't want to say molested, but had his way with a female when they were teenagers that he was sweet on. And I just wanted to play it just just perfectly for him. So um, afterwards, after the rehearsal, he was like, I was like, how did I do, Dr. Shine? How did I do? And he was like, young man, I think you're going to be fine. Now, I'm not young by any stretch of the imagination, but that was a compliment. And then when he saw the actual show, you know, patted me on the shoulders, and he was like, you really brought my character to life. I appreciate you. And that was like I had been anointed by God for that man to say that to me. Mm -hmm. So I will always carry that with me. And, you know, when he died, I was just, I was grateful that I had just that little window to be touched by him. You know what okay. I mean? Uh, I had to, yeah, this is true. I'm back. Can y'all hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. technical difficulty. The weather's gotten bad. So, uh, and I don't think y'all can hear me well. So I said, let me go ahead and just call him directly and put my ear pods on. Can y'all hear me good now? Yeah, we can, can y'all hear you. We hear you a lot better now. Cool. Yeah. So, awesome. Troy, this- I can talk slow. Oh, okay. <laughs> Troy, this is Q. Again, real quick, can hey, you... Q. Can you um, do me a favor? Tell me, uh, what is, uh, what keeps you going? What keeps you fresh to go back to work every day? Uh, uh, because of, of course, aside uh, of you know it being your passion, what keeps you fresh? Wow, um, that's that's just man, that's a that's a double-edged question for me. But dang, can I go take that? Take a time and go both ways. You sure can. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> All right. I'm 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 a child of hip hop. I'm always fresh. No, that's <laughs> Wait a minute. Do we got since he I'm fresh. Since he said hip hop, do we got just a little bit of time? Because that's a question that I have. 
Troy, you in an interview, Ooh. you stated that you were born a soul baby. I am hip-hop's yeah. actor. Why? I yeah. am a child of hip-hop. And we're around yeah. the same age, and hip-hop was coming mm -hmm. in, you know, or um, rap, when, you know, we were uh, around the same time we were college students. Now, my question is, in an industry that is still heavily slanted towards the traditional presentation of theater, television, film, mm -hmm. you know, we got reboots everywhere because they have a formula, mm -hmm. they don't want to veer from it. Mm -hmm. Do you think hip-hop mm -hmm. as an art form will ever make a substantial impact in the industry, or do you think that it will eventually be treated as a passing fad? That's a long ass question. It's a I long know. ass it's question. Old, but right, Troy right. is a thespian. He can <laughs> handle this. That's what we do. Yeah, I got confused for us for a second. Go ahead, Troy. God put upon it. Come on. Rap music. People talk that's throw that away. No, that's rhyme and poetry. <laughs> and rhythm rhythm and poetry. That's why it's rap music. Hip hop is a culture and bred in the African American diaspora. Mm -hmm. It started in the Bronx and spread it all over the world. And okay. so, yeah, I'm a soul baby. I'm Curtis Mayfield child. <laughs> oh yeah. I was born in the. I was born in the revolution. I was. I was. My, I felt. I felt my mama and her family's pain as a baby when Dr. King died. Mm. I didn't know nothing about it, but I felt the world change. And that, that's the part of what keeps me fresh and laughter. You ask my opinion. I don't have an opinion on nothing. So, but how does that, that but again, world. how does that and translate? That, that also allows me to have fun tonight because I get to watch people. Yeah. But how does that translate yeah. into so, an with the hip-hop thing, I'm, I'm hip-hop's actor because I look at. Oh, I think we lost. Did we, did we lose you? Okay, so. Okay, you know what, Tashka? My mom is an Al Green uh, lover, so yes, I, I'm, I'm an Al Green baby. <laughs> Absolutely, and I check, check this out. Do me a favor, Mo, check Michael us a break, because we get, it's break time. Um, he's calling back. Okay, let me go ahead and answer it. All right. Da -da. Can y'all hear me? Hey, Troy, can you can hear, hear me? us? Yeah, the weather's getting bad. We, we just dropped, so forgive me. Oh, well, that's I was okay. Amen. Actually, we, I was about to go there. I got to tell you what, Troy, do me a favor. Hang on to your thought. We're going to take a real quick break uh, here. We got a couple of songs we got to play real quick. Let me perfect, see. Perfect. Oh, I should be there by then. Okay. okay. Okay, that'll work. we just see you in a second then. Hey. Okay, uh, man. I'll right, see you in a minute. We'll meet you downstairs. Five minutes. I'll see you in a minute. All right. All right. Okay. Sound good. All right, so everybody that's on YouTube and that's on Facebook and After Party Live and Master Gas Live, Troy's about to be in the building. So everybody can hear actually what he's saying. We're so sorry that you guys cannot hear via camera. It was just because his signal and connectivity is not as strong as it needs to be. Check this out. Who's taking us to break? I am. Is it? Go take us a break, Mo. Which break are we on? We are we on break number three. <laughs> All right, so we get ready to do our break, and we're going to do hey, Just Do It. We're going to talk, we're going to continue. The songs, Mo, the songs, goddammit. I love about you because you're an ordained minister and you cuss like a sailor. I do too, so what is that? I am too. I know, that's why I like both of y'all. All of us. So what we're going to do is we're going to go to break and we are going to, and she's, and she's, and she is too. You are too. Like we can't cuss every once in a while. Like all the preachers. So, we are doing this 
Freddie Jackson, you are my lady. Oh, that That's was Luther song. Jr. Luther Jr. That was not no Luther <laughs> you Jr. You are we'll be right my back. lady. Ooh. There's something that I want to say. But words sometimes get in the way. I just want to show my feelings for you.
not get my hands and everything. Thank you for joining us on this uh, gloomy, rainy Saturday morning here at the DFW. For those of y'all who are not watching us on Facebook and YouTube and the after party, Q will get it together here in just a moment for you. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, let me tell you. Okay, what it was is I was trying to get my headset, and you said we are live, and I was like, and I <laughs> just I grabbing thought, all on my legs. I was touching on sunshine's <laughs> legs. Oh, no. Wait a minute, you weren't doing a pastor, whatever it is, the pastor at Aretha funeral, to, to grip, like uh -huh. gripping all up on sunshine. I mean, I was just, just I a mean, a little bit closer, we would have had a moment. <laughs> You need to Joe, apologize. I would have said you, you, know, you need, need to, to put a ring Joe, on Joe it. Just, Joe just started following us. I'm on no issues, Joe. Okay? Listen, we'll get, everybody, welcome back to the show. Hey, listen, Troy is on his way up here. Moment to go and grab him. Um, um, so you guys, again, better get a chance to see him and stuff like that. So I'm so excited that he's about to be here in the building with us. Hey, listen, check this out, okay? Let, let's talk a, a couple of, about a couple more things real quickly. Now, I brought up the other day on our meeting... Bus, I'm not sure if you heard this before, mm. but did you know that um, Jennifer Hudson, J. Hud, mm -hmm. was blacklisted mm -hmm. in Hollywood? Mm -hmm. Okay, so so I want to talk about that. I was kind of wanting to wait till Troy got here, and we'll still bring it back up. You know, that's one of the reasons He won't why. talk about it because he's in, in the industry, so, you mm. know. Dang it. You so, know what? So I need know, somebody that's going to bring some controversy. You know, I, I, I want to <laughs> know. What, what, okay, so what, first of all, what blacklists an actor? Now, we know J-Hood. Now, they said it's the Oscar curse, you know, that you get your first Oscar on your first project or something like that. It's the Oscar no, curse or the no. what whatever it is, it is or typically something. Typically, it deals with a person's, you know, attitude and what they bring to the um, process. Okay. Jennifer, and I don't know, again, this is allegedly has a reputation of being difficult on a set. Diva I've heard that. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. And the same as like, um, and we know Monique. You know her situation. Even though I'm like promo, um, because you got to get your coins, and the coins have to be correct. And when you have a contract, you have I a agree. contract. Right, and that's right. just me. But because she didn't go along with the process, that yeah, you have a contract, but we want you to do all this free stuff promoting. No, you need to have promotion in your budget, and that wasn't there. So that was a whole nother, um, you know, issue with Mo. Right. But typically what will get you blacklisted is your reputation, and that can include attitude. It can be, you know, if you're too big a risk because you're insured. When you're on those projects, you're insured. Right. Um, so if you have, let's say, an issue with substance abuse, drug usage, you know, whatever it is, not showing up at on set at time because you're chronically late or you're just not really used to the the whole process. Like, I think Fantasia, she's a, a talent, but I don't know if she would ever be able to do Broadway again because of her experience with Color Purple. Mm -hmm. Right, she right, was right. Not used to that, you know, for her, I go in, I do the concert, I sing my repertoire, I go to the house and kick it. But she didn't realize that you're doing, you know, six to eight shows a week. Mm -hmm. And that you're right. doing the same thing. You don't have the spontaneity that you want to have to kick off a shoe or whatever. If your character says this, you're going to do this. So I don't see anybody ever casting her in another Broadway play because, you know, Oprah and her team, they invested a lot of money to launch that. Now, the good thing is the product was so strong that they could bring in other talent to play that role of Seeley. Mm. Right, right. But And some of the other characters. But, you know, it was 
it, it was exposure to her. Chaka Khan played um, Suge at one point, and she did it, and she doesn't, and you know, per her own admission, doesn't want to do it because she likes the spontaneity of being able to do whatever she wants during the show. She mm -hmm. can't doesn't have the ability that we have as actors to be regimented, mm -hmm. you know, gotcha. in our craft. So it's a lot of different things that'll blacklist you, but with Jennifer, from what I hear, you know, it's attitude, you know, difficult to work with, and it's going to be really interesting to see what she does with the Aretha Franklin biopic. Mm -hmm. Do you think she'll be a good fit for that? I think she's going to be excellent if everybody can stay in their lane. Mm. Jennifer okay. knows her craft. Jennifer because of the gospel music connection, and that's where she came up, she knows that aspect. So if they'll let her stay in her lane and they do theirs and they come in together, then it's going to be a match made in heaven. Like I had a relationship with a music director, the late Charles Winslow, and when we did some Broadway musicals here at the Black Academy, you know, we sat down and the first thing he said to me is, Spiller, you are so good with the people, the actors, you know, the behind the scenes production stuff. Let me do the music and stay the hell out of my way. I said, Charles, I got you. And we got rave reviews for every musical that we ever did, you know, at the Academy. So when you know your place, when you know your lane, it's going to work. And I hope, I really, really hope that that's what happens with the Aretha biopic because Jennifer, I can easily see her getting another Oscar nod. She may win mm -hmm. right. for how well she does this. It's a really crucial project. You know, anytime that they do biopics like like Bobby Brown's, mm. uh, did you guys y'all seen Bobby Brown? That was yet? on BET. I, on. I, yeah. I but, loved it, but that but was you know, but you know, but, but you know, when you do Bobby Brown, you know, uh, uh, new edition, uh, Whitney, you know, new, new edition, edition right. you know, uh, mm -hmm. Jamie Foxx did, uh, not yeah, Bray. Jay mm -hmm. Foxx, that, that was that was wonderful. You know, oh my goodness. You know, th we got a phone call. Okay, uh, you ready, son? You ready, Miss Sean? Yeah, hello. hello. This is your boy Q with the MTG crew. Who's on the line today? This is Troy. Hey, hey Troy. Walk up now. Tell somebody come downstairs. Parkinson's oh, supposed to be down there already. Okay, cool. Well, y'all know why. What street are you on, Troy? Okay. Uh, you're going to go grab a Miss Trump? Okay, my producer is going to come grab you. Her name Saint is Miss Trump. I'm at the corner of St. Paul. What's this? An L. St. Paul. I'm coming okay, back around. You know where you are. You're on the back side of it. I mean, the front side yeah, of it. Yeah, I'm coming back around. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you're on the front okay. side of us. Yes, <laughs> he's on the front where you can see the Majestic Theater. He needs to come right. around to the back. Right. Well, well, she's no, going to no, 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 come down. Yeah, we'll but you yes, got a beautiful Nubian sister that is getting ready to come get you, but we know that your betrothed is your wife. So, you know, just, just <laughs> understand. That's all good. I appreciate the, the, the aesthetic. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, so she's yeah, coming down. I'll grab you now, Troy. I'm sending her a text. Yes, sir. All yes, right, we'll see you in just a second. About now? I want to get in y'all's conversation because y'all y'all go at it. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're just trying to get you up here, man. <laughs> so we, we were right, talking right, about right, right. we were talking about uh, Jennifer right. Hudson and how she's been recently blacklisted. And so we were talking about allegedly, her, uh, allegedly, allegedly. That's the word for the day, y'all. Allegedly. We, and what we're doing is uh, we're talking uh, about maybe how she's doing the Aretha Franklin biopic. And I was just mm -hmm. about to say, you know, uh, I would prefer, you know, if, they, if they're going to do uh, a biopic of anybody, especially like Aretha Franklin, um, mm -hmm. I would prefer everybody not to expect Jennifer Hudson to sound like Aretha. Number one. You lost. Right. You can't. I, I would, you I, can't. Because the, the voices are completely different. I can't hear you. 
the styles are completely different to different people. And then, too, I would want people to, you know, allow Jennifer to come out of her shell with this character. Because Aretha Franklin, you know, when she played the girl on the Dream Girls, okay, that was great. That was kind of like her life story, you know. Mm -hmm. I'm the big girl on the tour. The skinny girl done took my man. And Mm -hmm. now I'm fighting for my place again in the industry. Okay. But, see, Aretha Franklin was up and coming. She was on a constant rise through her career throughout her tragedies she has a lot more triumphs mm-hmm. as well so i would prefer them prefer to see a bi- optic that not only captures a lot of the old aretha but i definitely gotta see new aretha mm-hmm. i love a rose is still a rose i love a uh, way to exhale mm-hmm. you know in the 90s aretha because we grew up with 90s and 80s right. aretha right. so you know that those songs Brought us through a whole lot of different things. And I want them to allow her to come into her own with this character and let her act as, you know, put put her own different spin on it, but it's still Aretha-ish, if right. that makes sense. Nope. And you know, for me, Perfect I want to see more of the life story because I don't want to see, like, a musical on film. Right. I want to know, you know, what was it like being a single mother? Um, um, with, you know, with eventually would be four boys. I want to know what it was like for Aretha as a survivor of domestic violence. Mm. I want to know what it was like for her, you know, because, yeah, she was small at first, but then grew heavy and then got Glenn Turman. And then when they asked her in um, Jet Magazine, the 10 top things about Glenn Turman, right after they got married, she just wrote his name 10 times, but then they fell out and they were divorced like in two years. Mm-hmm. I want to see a little bit bit of that you know what was that like you know what was it like when you you know found out that you received your diagnosis because she was very guarded Mm -hmm. about that Mm -hmm. you know what was it so i don't you want the inside i want the inside aretha i can go to youtube and listen to her sing you know giving him something he can feel right 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 Right. And here's the thing, like if you look at someone like Jamie, and that's where Jennifer will excel if right. she plays actor. Right. Right. And right. see one of the things where, where people don't realize is like when you, you compare this to something like Jamie Foxx did with Ray. Ray. Right. Right. Here's the other thing that, that people forget. Jamie Foxx was originally a comedian who did impersonation. Impersonation. Right. So when he added that into acting and singing, he was able to carry that 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 yep. tool set and that mm-hmm. skill set that he had and it was more Ray like right. Oh. Right. So she's not that's a skill set that she must she she doesn't hold. So you have to back back and understand again and then they'll probably do some voiceover as well. But I think that she has it because she did, you know, in addition to Dreamgirls, and of course that was a cookie cutter model role we already knew and like you said, it mirrored her life story. But she also did, when I saw her in The Secret Lives of Bees Mm -hmm. with Queen Latifah and um, 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 John, not John Legend's wife, Alicia Keys Alicia Keys and and, um, um, Sophie Okanedo when she did that role I looked at Jennifer, I said, Jennifer got a little bit of chop up in her, acting chops in her. Mm-hmm. So I want to see her explore that a little bit more in the Aretha biopic. And, and I it. think by touching on some of those familial situa- familial situations, you know, like the, you know, raising the four boys, the domestic violence or whatever. I th- and then, you know, Jennifer just is going through a custody battle. Mm-hmm. Of the so I think that she's going to be able to draw on her own life's experiences and even with the domestic violence, losing her mother, brother, and nephew, you know, she's going to be able to draw. She has a wealth of material to draw on, and she's going to put her big stanky toe all up <laughs> in that role. Absolutely. Absolutely. I definitely wanted to do that.
And let's see, is Troy here? Troy is yeah. in Troy the is building. Troy is in the building. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Troy is in the building. And let me see. I'm, I'm trying to get him, get him to get in here. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's it. Hello, hey. hello. Hey. Sir, how you me. doing, man? You're right. That's Welcome me. to the show. Okay. Oh yeah. No, wait, you're blocking the you camera. Blocking the camera. You're blocking my camera. This is everybody my good Troy side. Hogan, everybody. This is my good side. <laughs> you're blocking my hair. You're yeah, right so, yeah. I didn't realize we was connected. So to to everybody that went to A and M, everybody know everybody know DB. Everybody know DB. DB is one of those people that if you went to A and M, yeah, no, he not the original. He the original at A and M. So we have our own DB at A and M. Oh man. And oh, so. I didn't realize that, you know, that was, yeah, your, his brother's your manager. Yeah, I did not yeah, realize that. My PM. Mm, yeah, okay. My, my, yeah, that's a, that's a known story. It's called Cold Garages. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all forgive me, because I've been in the rain. I ain't going to melt, but I said, man, I ain't got my swag. I got to wipe my face. And, nah, no, uh, you're good. You're no, good. Nah, you with family, man. You're good. Thank you. Relax. Relax. Get Welcome back and relax. Welcome again, man. We appreciate yes, it. Yes, thank, thank you. you. Yeah, I'm well, glad you, to be here. You're here for the last couple of minutes of the show. Take you what, Miss Charm, we're going to take a real quick break. I didn't want to come back more with Troy. Hendricks, what we got? What we playing? Oh, we just got some more questions, and we gonna just shoot the fat with Troy, brother no. Troy. Man, oh, that's all we got. We got. We got. Already giving us a lot, you know, Sexual. just by yeah. the way. Hold on, hold on. Wait a minute. Hold up. Time out. I, you you man, can't just introduce. You just can't throw Marvin Gaye in there and say sexual healing. No, no, sir. You gotta respect this man. Yes, sir. This is sexual healing. Mm. By Marvin Gaye. <laughs> then back door, we're going to back door with uh, Lil Atlantic lovers. Star, Secret Lovers. Ooh. I see you over there, Donnie Simpson. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but now you got to respect that man. Yeah. We'll be right back. Wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, cause you do it right. 
She's making that money. So, ladies and gentlemen, listen Don't again. We appreciate my wife. All can y'all help my wife get on this thing? Can somebody help coach my wife? Somebody want to be a coach? A phone, uh, uh, I need help. See it. I okay. need help, honey. 
Reggie, I, I need help, you. honey. I'm, I'm she, 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 she trying to get on the. Um, yeah, my wife. She's trying to get on the. But what do I mean? I'm back like I'm on set. Can I get a PA? Can I get a PA? See, that's what I need. That's how your actors sound. Y'all can't do shit. Can I get a PA? Y'all can't do nothing by yourselves. I need your help. Can I get a PA? Can I get a PA? We don't do details. So y'all Is she trying to get on Facebook? She wants to see. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. I'll talk. Honey, I'll talk to her. You're gonna talk to a perfect stranger, but he's nice. Okay. How you doing? Can you hear me? Put it to your ear. My ears ain't dirty. Yeah. Put it to your ear. Yeah. Cause she already mad. So, but we're live. Let's go. And I'm gonna ask. I'll ask Troy a question. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna ask Troy a question. I got about 15 minutes. I'm gonna play a little bit. And then you know because I'm because I'm a writer, also a playwright, screenwriter, all that stuff. That yeah, I'm verbose. I don't care. But Ava DuVernay. Um, I like how you say that. Yeah, stated recently in a um, video clip, and uh -huh. it's paraphrased that she doesn't back away from embracing all parts of herself. So you know, whereas somebody may say I am a playwright, mm -hmm. you know, they don't say I'm a male playwright or mm -hmm. I'm a female playwright mm -hmm. or I'm a black playwright mm -hmm. or I'm a gay playwright. Mm -hmm. She um, she embraces all of it. So she declares that she's a black female writer and director and. Mm -hmm that her choices reflect that aesthetic. Mm -hmm. Now, do you think that sh the position that she takes like that, just being that out there, mm -hmm. not trying to blend in with the Hollywood machinery, mm -hmm. do you think that given the number of black-centered projects and like um, Queen Sugar mm -hmm. is one of several that's out there that's doing very well, mm -hmm. but do you think that that is a dynamic that could work for others that are up and coming mm -hmm. given the number of um, projects that are green that receive the green light in Hollywood, mm -hmm. or does everybody have to kind of toe the line and play the game? Mm -hmm. And she's already established. Mm -hmm. But for somebody else, like let's say a me, though, mm -hmm. I want to be a male version mm -hmm. of her one day. Mm -hmm. Would it work mm -hmm. for me to take that position to go? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I got to be me. I got to bring mm -hmm. all aspects of me and say mm -hmm. this is who I am. See, now my wife. I know I got deep, my no, brother. No, 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 not, not just deep. When I, my, my wife would tell me, Troy, answer question that he, uh, they asked. You had, you had a lot in there. So I don't, I'm don't. i trying to see where I'm going to unpack this thing. Okay, unpack okay. it. Unpack it. Uh, unpack it. I don't want to be loquacious. Be loquacious. That's Don Butler. That's the guy. That's my man. Hello, hello. Yeah, that's my that's man. That's how it happens. That's, that's how everything guy. happens. That's everything my guy. he gives, that, God gives it to You can get cold garages. <laughs> yeah, right. 2020. Yeah, but um, can you be yourself like that? So this, is we, the, this is what we're going to say real quick. With Ava. With Ava. I'm a fan. I'm an employee. Okay. I'm an artist working with an artist who has a platform that has wings and um, that expands far Tentacles. and wide. Mm -hmm. right. So, um, as DB would call her, punkin, because she, she's just a sister. Mm -hmm. That's Ava DuVernay. Mm -hmm. It has nothing to do with what choices she made. Ava DuVernay was going to do that when she woke out of, out of mama's womb. Mm. Right. right. So, okay. uh, the, so look at, to look at that thing, like you said, um, I just don't do that. The blessings of God are huge. I can only expound on how great I want it to be. But if you open your spirit, all kind of things come to you. But if you I must you. speak it into existence. I am okay. everything. Okay. Control and sanity, multifaceted. You'll see us. Yes. But that's a, you can't see it. Right. But he, we speak it. Mm -hmm. I got so you. what she has done, and when you talk about the work, the work has gotten tremendously well because there's so many avenues at selling who we are. You said something about hip hop. With hip hop, hip hop's not going anywhere. It will be derivatives, there'll be a core. Hip hop will see me when I'm 79, and while I'll be in Vegas going, Jay still doing it. He got the young boy swinging. Jay went back and said, no hook. 
at 70. Ah, uh, yeah. But see, y'all yeah. talk about me as a hip-hop actor. See, I know a hustle. I'm a product okay. of minority, majority transfer. I came to Houston, um, well, when I got 13, I was watching the degradation of e uh, economics through dope. Okay, okay. And I saw what, ha what happened to people. So also, with that, people say, that's, that's not hip-hop, that's just a product. a little bit for the camera. A product of hip-hop. Oh, yeah, so, we don't want to lose you. Okay, so with that you being said, I'll lean back. Yeah, I got all of No, just if we get them on the so corner. The, so it, make, it makes sense of all this, and I'm, I'm trying to talk about everything you might have asked me. She is an amazing artist with projects and, that come from a spirit she's doing now, Central Ave in New York. Mm -hmm, she, mm -hmm. And that, that, with that work, that she's also helping other actors, but also these actors are making... Omar Dorsey is my partner. Mm, I knew him man. in Cab County mm -hmm, mm -hmm. when I was living in Atlanta. Y'all call him Hollywood. But Omar mm -hmm. is in that season mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because those characters are rich. Oh, a good black man that loves his woman. But, he, mm. but Omar Dorsey took him off the paper and put a spirit in him and speaks that life to him. Now he is. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And in that stature, he's also working. He's working with Ava for that. Wow. Uh, did I answer your question? Yeah, so if okay. we just put it out there, I mm -hmm. mean, because when Ava said that, and I sent her a tweet back, mm -hmm. and I was like, man, I have never really thought of that because I've never wanted to be boxed. I just wanted to say I am a playwright, but she basically re or made me rethink that, no, you can put every character attribute that you have out there as who you are because mm -hmm. whether you speak it or not, mm -hmm. that's the aesthetic that I operate with. You can mm -hmm. look at everything that I've produced, every project mm -hmm. that I've accepted, mm -hmm. and it's always been through those lenses of a piece of mm -hmm. who I am. Mm -hmm. So she just more or less affirmed that for me, and I had mm -hmm. to just thank her for that because for sure. I've always just tried to, you know, if you want to get in Hollywood and 95% mm -hmm. of the um, projects, mm -hmm. yeah, that are greenlit, they mm -hmm. are white-based. Mm -hmm. So how do you sit up there and do that? But Ava was like, scrump that. This is Ava, this who I be. And mm -hmm. this is what I'm bringing to the table. Mm -hmm. And God has, like, sprinkled anointing dust all up on that child. She oh, is just, I'm she's doing you. that. Well, we have some great directors, like young Ryan Coog. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. People have an opportunity to express their art. And, and that's amazing. Um, when I originally saw Selma and all mm -hmm. the project come together, because as an mm -hmm. actor, I saw the auditional process out there. The information came to me, hey, they're doing Selma. Toward to get the audition, I don't know if we was even what we were doing at the time, DB. But I knew about the project itself, and so to watch it become something, mm -hmm. and going, oh man, he was cold as MLK. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. 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 He was. He was cold. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And to watch the whole entire piece, I, I saw her compassion for telling stories. Mm -hmm. uh, so I look forward to whatever story she's gonna do. But that's that's a fortunate thing for her as a uh, craftsman too. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Because what we do. It's object objective and subjective at the same time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I've been acting since I was uh, all my life, but I don't look at it like that. Acting for me is a craft in, uh, which, in which I was given as a gift. It's mm -hmm. loaned to me. Mm -hmm. right. I can box it in with my flesh. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, Troy, you're making a living. You're having to be. You're, you're being a responsible citizen. So. To be an actor is only just a part of what I do. That same thing with Ava. Ava didn't do a film until she was in her, 30, in her 30s because she said, I know the process of making this product. I've seen mm -hmm. it before. Now I'll step in front. Fearless. 
Mm -hmm. wow. I can say if that answers your question. Mm -hmm. It does. She's fearless. That's a good oh, one. Oh, you can see that. Yeah. Now, Troy, real quick. Mm -hmm. Now, we, we unfortunately, we've come hey, to the end of our show. Yeah. Now, but but before we leave, right. what happens, man? Listen, thank you so much for coming. No, man. I, no, I'm glad you. Thanks for talking to us all all no, our man. show, man. No, I appreciate it. This was fun. Absolutely, and you know, before you go, we got a Master Gas T-shirt for you. Thank uh, you. So hey. before you leave, we got to make sure you take it with you, whatever yes, case it is. You know, take a picture and, and shout us out one of these good old days. Done deal. And, and yeah, definitely, I'm gonna put it on my wife. <laughs> and let her play and, and take a picture. Boo, I'm gonna take a picture of you. <laughs> so, that's a celebrity in my household. I just work. I know so. that's right. I know that's right. And also, man, come back. Come back oh, and, and, and check us out, man, if you can. It's a done deal, man. Thank you for um and y'all thank y'all for having me. This was a long time coming and uh I committed to today, Ray see the snow, but I wanna also just thank y'all for having me. Each, Absolutely. You know, seeing your faces going, I can't wait to see him, I can't wait to see him and then talk y'all getting here and then finally getting this time. I appreciate it. Thank you, man. No Come problem. Uh, now, listen, check this out. We use that at the end of the show. We mm -hmm. want to give the people, mm -hmm. give our fans and our listeners mm -hmm. something, uh, some encouraging words. Kind of like a nice encouraging quote maybe for the day. Mm -hmm. I'll go ahead and let you start off. Oh, wow. You have positive affirmations every yeah, day on your face. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll keep it simple. Too, I'll keep it simple. Okay. I'll, 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 yeah, keep, you I'll keep, keep it simple. It short and sweet. I always yeah, say to that. God in, in my life, if you crack the dough, I'll kick it down for your glory. Mm. All right. Yeah, so if I get to wake up. You cracked right. the dough. So I'm gonna kick it down for your glory. You gave me, you gave me another day to get something right. I didn't get it right yesterday. Yeah. So okay. Yeah. yeah. That'll like work. Buster, thank you so much for joining us on today as well. Yeah. We appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, man. You, you know, I, we already talked. We know we're gonna have you back on real soon. Give us a positive affirmation for the day. Positive affirmation, but I, I want it to be an action. Okay. People, let's be kinder to each other. Cool. Because you have no idea what your act of kindness will mean or do for another person while they're on their journey. Yes, right, right. 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 We appreciate true. that. Miss Mo Swag. Yeah. What's going on, Mo? You've been yeah. running around for me today, girl. Good yeah. job. Yeah. yeah. Mo, Mo, big right. Mo. Let's yeah. do it. Let's do it like this, y'all. I know everybody's going through something. Mm -hmm. I know it. Mm -hmm. But just because they're smiling, you know, I mean, just keep pushing through. Keep pushing through. That's all you got to do. That's how you win. That's how you win. Whether you're a right. brain tumor survivor like I am or a cancer survivor like I am or lost their parents within five days of each other, I'm telling you, you just push through. You just wake up. You don't make no major strides. You know what you do? You just show up. Mm -hmm. That'll work, Mo. That'll work. Miss Sunshine, it's so good to have you back in yeah. my presence. I got my sunshine with me. Thank you. Oh, anyway, give me something positive, Miss Sunshine. Oh, God. There is so much. Um, I know this you know way. what? You can't have rainbows without a little rain. I okay. Like yes. So oh, I love that. That uh, after every storm, mm. the sun will come out again. That's good. And that rainbow will be yours. Amen. That'll work. Good okay. Now, everybody, I guess it's my turn, and I'll go ahead and close the show real oh, quick. If if I had oh anything Lord, to say oh. to everybody, hush, girl. If I had anything to <laughs> say to anybody today, it would be um, saying saying to yourself, "I will no longer live my life with regrets." Yeah. You Amen. should not. Amen. You should not have Amen. any Amen. regrets 
or anything no that you do. And forgive yourself for anything that you may have sure. done because forgiveness starts with you. And also making sure that once you're pressing through, you're pushing through, and you're baking, breaking all the boundaries that somebody set before you. Amen. And on that note, we appreciate all of that good shit that you guys have given oh us on God. today. <laughs> we'll see you next week on right here at the same time, right here on the After Party Radio, 10 a.m. to 12 uh, noon Central Standard Time. Again, we appreciate all of our guests for coming again today, Troy Anthony Hogan and Buster Spiller. Again, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and Twitter. Follow us. We'll see you and catch you on the flip side. And we get Peace. To, we get to sing this John Lee Hooker song. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, Lord. Jesus. Go ahead.